0: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
1: At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with.
0: What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. One-on-one conversations with some of your favorite artists. Find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Chat.
2: Sports and welcome, everybody, to the Sports Jack episode 203. It's the Jim Everett episode, the former Purdue quarterback who threw 203 touchdown passes in his NFL career, primarily with the Los Angeles Rams. I'm Chuck Freeby. Corey is out today, but graciously joining me far away from me here in the studio is the South Bend Tribune's Notre Dame basketball insider. Did I say all of that right? I guess so. Tom Noy is with us today.
3: Andy basketball insider, columnist. That basically covers everything.
2: Bon vivant. Absolutely. All of those things. All of them. And just like you, the fan, Tom and I are going through the same kind of withdrawal pains that you guys are. But uh, hopefully over the next, I don't know how long we'll be talking, we can at least enlighten you and give you some things to think about from the sports world. A sports world that basically changed about, what, 8.30 Wednesday night?
3: Yeah, I'd say around 9 because Notre Dame had just won its second-round tournament game in the ACC against Boston College. North Carolina and Syracuse were getting ready to start. So I kind of filed what I needed to file from my end back at my home for the, the Notre Dame-Boston uh, College game. And so between games I'm kind of flipping around the channels, see what's going on, and I go to ESPN and lo and behold in Oklahoma City, you got a bunch of people standing around and nobody knows what's going on. And little did we know that that would be that would light the fuse of basically where we are today with you know something the the PA announcer saying, "Well, you know, everybody, the game is canceled."
0: You're but, safe, but everybody is
3: safe. Okay, well, and something you know something's going on, right? And the minute they say Rudy Gobert has contracted coronavirus, it was basically just a matter of time before all the dominoes fell. Tournaments being canceled, NCAA tournament being canceled, selection Sunday being canceled, spring uh, spring training being canceled. Like the whole world changed Wednesday after Wednesday evening, as we know it, and continues to change or continued like almost hour by hour, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm in a meeting Friday afternoon, and I know it's only a matter of time before I look at my phone and say there are no boys' basketball regionals being played right. in Indiana on Saturday.
2: Yeah, it, it was, first of all, I, I've you and I have been in this business about the same length of time. Mm-hmm. Never have I seen a 48-hour period like that where everything just kept going Changing and, and you said dominoes, and that's a really good analogy to make because it was just one thing after the other. The, if there's comedy in this, it is the way the decisions were made, I want to say on Thursday, mm-hmm. where the conference tournaments, <laughs> just some of them were able to make up their mind maybe two or three hours before their first game. The Big Ten about nine minutes before tip-off. And the Big East East. plays a half of basketball at Madison Square Garden and then says, ah, that's it. I mean, can you imagine, okay, you go out, you play for a half, and then somebody comes into the locker room and says, no, game's over.
3: Just stay there. We're not going to play the second half. It was I mean it's it was a crazy 48 hours the craziest that I've ever been involved in in this business because everything constantly changed like you didn't I sat down on my laptop on Thursday morning late Thursday morning and I'm thinking okay ACC tournament starts at noon but then there were there were other tournaments that were starting to cancel and then you're just thinking it's it's just a matter of time before the ACC goes like John Swafford go John Swafford goes on the ACC network and With Packer and Durham. With Packer and Durham, and does some other media interviews at 9.30 that morning. It says, everybody's here, the game's still on, we're playing, we just won't have any fans in the stands. Like we're, It's full speed ahead for us. And in a course of an hour and a half, by the time you get to 11 o'clock, you're thinking,
2: there's no way you're going to be able to play these games. You just can't do it. If you don't think college presidents still hold some sway, how about the guy at Duke basically just pulling the plug on the whole thing. Pulling the plug on John Swafford, basically.
3: Yeah, I think that's a little grandstanding at that point with Duke and and North Carolina State because they they were playing the two o'clock game. Right. So they're they're saying they were saying, yeah, we're not gonna play the two thirty game on Thursday. But that decision I think that decision was going to be made either way. Like by noon when once the and i forget what conference was the first it may have been the big 12 or maybe the uh, you know you lose track of of, of who I fell in what order i think it might have been order. the sec it might have been the sec like who fell in what order but as soon as one conference tournament said that's it it was only a matter of minutes or maybe in the big case of the big east hour before they said
2: yeah, we just can't go ahead. Although the Ivy League called it well before anybody else did.
3: Think of where we were a week ago today and the outcry from the Ivy League getting out in front of all of this saying, not only are we canceling our men's and women's basketball tournaments, but the rest of our spring schedule, we're done. And and, and everybody's up in arms about well, how can the Ivy League do this? Uh, Steve Donahue, the coach at Penn, saying my, my players are crushed and everything. And it's like that was that seems like it was 3 weeks ago and everybody was was so up in arms that the Ivy League would do that little did we know that and as that as that's progressing i have a lot of guys who are fans of the University of Dayton obviously sure. for 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 obvious reasons but they keep holding out hope and and okay maybe maybe we can maybe we can still see March Madness but without fans and then the governor of Ohio Mike DeWine comes on and says I'm passing legislation that nobody's gonna see March Madness in any building in Ohio, University of Dayton Arena or whatever the whatever uh, the,
2: Cleveland, Quick and Loans Arena, probably. Is it still quick I think it's Rocket Mortgage Rocket Arena? Rocket Mortgage now. Arena, so yes, I, you're I, correct.
3: I lose track of what but the saying saying that and it holding out hope and then saying, Well, maybe they can get to the final four and not play in Mercedes Benz Stadium, but play in a smaller arena in Atlanta and you're just you're just thinking, you're like, like that it felt like such a different time where everybody was holding out so much hope. And, and and in the end, when once we get to Thursday, we're thinking,
2: was there any surprise that it was going to go this direction? Well, and then so from a local level, too, Tuesday I went to Northridge basketball practice, talked with the Raiders. There was not one mention of coronavirus whatsoever. Nope. It was business as usual at the Raider practice. And Wednesday comes along, and Rudy Gobert happens. And by Thursday, Bobby Cox holds this press conference and says, Okay, we're only going to allow 150 people in. <laughs> and, and people are having a fit about that. Right. People are, How can you tell me I'm not going to go watch the Indiana State basketball? I've watched this tournament for years. And they said it in that type of voice. Too. Yes, they did. <laughs> well, or a dumber sounding voice. Right. But nevertheless, uh, and and then, like you on Friday, it's just, when's the shoe going to drop? Right. Because Thursday night, I'm talking to people, and they said, do you think we're actually going to do a game on Saturday? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I know we're scheduled to. Where were you going? Uh, Michigan, City. Michigan City. We're going to do Northridge and Culver Academy, mm-hmm. which I think would have been a heck of a game. Yeah. But— You knew Friday. It was just a matter of time. And I told Dean Korsmore, our production manager, I left for lunch at noon. And I said, we'll certainly hear something by 4 while I'm in my car. Of course. Of course, that's when it happens. Yes. And there's the little buzz. (laughs) Thanks for playing. And God bless them. They they tried to hold out hope, as I think many people did, that, Mm -hmm. okay, if we have to sit this out two or three weeks As we speak to you on Monday, and the CDC comes out with these guidelines where we don't want any gatherings of 50 people or more for the next eight weeks, I don't see any way that this tournament gets resumed, and I really question what's going to happen with the spring sports season in Indiana. It's going to be hard. Like
3: basketball— I talked to LaVille coach Michael Edison on Friday because as as you went to Northridge on Tuesday, I went to Mm LaVille. And LaVille is just packed with spring sports people in the hallways of the school. They're practicing in Dale Cox Gymnasium. The track team's outside. Everybody's going about it as business as usual. I'm writing a 1,500-word column on LaVille boys basketball for Friday. All with the premise of leading into this the, the regional at North Judson against Bowman Academy for Saturday. So I get the story done. Yeah, uh, here comes Bobby Cox with his statement on Thursday. Talked to Michael Edison on on Thursday, like, and he knew like it's it's only a matter of time before they're going to cancel. Like, and then he says, I talked to him again on Friday, and he says. What, is, what does postpone mean? Like, what do we do? Right. I, I had Marion Coach Rob Berger call me and says, what do I do? Like, the IHSA hasn't told us anything. To, do I practice on Monday? What do I do with my kids? I have, he goes, this whole thing is, is absolutely bizarre.
2: And, and for the people who try to hold up the 1978 energy crisis uh, as, the, as the example of when the tournament has been delayed before, well, during the energy crisis, there was no moratorium on practicing. There was, the energy crisis was more about the travel to the game and, mm-hmm. the, and, and keeping schools open because of the electricity and things like that, but didn't say that, okay, we'll open up the gym for an hour and a half so a team can practice. This is a completely different circumstance that we're operating in now, and teams aren't allowed to practice. They aren't allowed to gather at all. And I don't see any way that they could continue this tournament at any point.
3: You can't. You just like you, boys' basketball in Indiana. Even the NBA. The NBA saying, "Well, we'll play through July." You, it, it's not. You can't. You can't do that without it uh, impacting next season, right? And the Olympics. When do you have your draft? The draft. The summer league in Las Vegas. It's. It's. It's going to get to the point where the nba and the nhl are going to say we're just going to have to shut it down and what it is like 19 2019 2020 that's it right S- to shut it down because what's going to happen i and i see you can see it coming now is they'll say nothing until june 1st say everything starts june 1st again what happens if someone somebody comes down again with coronavirus right then they shut it down again like it then it's just like okay that that's you just can't have it.
2: I also thought another interesting thing that came out of this was when, for about a 24-hour period, Notre Dame thought that they were going to close <laughs> classes but continue to hold spring football. <laughs> yeah. That, would, that to me, was the most bizarre development within that 72-hour window. It's the most college football development. Oh, sure. Like
3: All you students, you biology majors you accounting majors, you're going to be working from home. But Ian Book from Sacramento, from Northern California, you better come back and start learning the playbook again.
2: And it it's not safe to have you in classes together. Right. But our team meeting room will be just fine for the hundred of you that have to be here for spring football. And I'm sure no coronavirus would possibly be exchanged <laughs> while you're blocking and tackling each other.
3: Inside the... the, the Indoor Athletic Facility, which remains to be named yet, so I have no idea what to call it. The Noy Building? No, uh, no way. But it's just and – I, and I had heard from some of the other people on the Notre Dame beat that there was a, a possible p- apparent revolt in the works of, wait a minute, you're, you're knocking down everything on campus and my son, just to, before the fact that he plays football, is going to have to return to school? In this in this in, in this pandemic you're gonna you're gonna actually work on your goal line packages during the pandemic what they came to their senses rather quickly and it was an easy call oh sure. and, and like like and it's easy we and we talked about it on the show already it's easy to mock the big east and say what are you doing but there there's no there's no template for this no there's nothing that that says okay if there's a pandemic, this is how you're
2: going to operate in sports. Like, no, nobody has any idea what to do. And and the NCAA has changed its course a little bit as it has gone along in the fact that they went ahead and canceled spring sports seasons, mm-hmm. which at the time, I know I thought, man, it's a little early to ca- cancel the College World Series. Mm-hmm. That's in June. Now, that was last week. Here we are on Monday. Seems to make perfect sense. However, they have gone ahead and and talked about, they haven't necessarily fully approved it yet, but the executive committee has basically said, we want to give the seniors in the spring sports another year. Now that sounds very magnanimous, and it sounds like a wonderful gesture to do. Well, your spring sports aren't funded the way football and basketball are. A baseball team has 35 roster spots and 11.7 scholarships. (laughs) Now you're inviting people back for another year who would be seniors, but you've got these incoming Incoming. freshmen coming in. So I would anticipate, and I'd love to get your opinion on this, but I would anticipate that for those NCAA spring sports, and baseball is the one that comes to mind because that's the one I've dealt with the most that they're going to have to expand the rosters. But if you expand the scholarships, where is that money coming from? NCAA. Well, they've got the money. Absolutely. I wonder what happens. Is there an insurance policy that has kicked in for this tournament? Because that's a lot of revenue lost if they're not getting the TV money. There from has
3: them. to be. Because, I mean, you're talking billions of dollars that the that just went out the window with the NCAA, with losing March Madness and all the, the, the commercial Advertising revenue and everything else that, that goes along with it. So, yeah, you, you, the NCAA's got to figure out a waiver to get all those spring sports kids their one year and only spring. I'm sorry. I agree with you on this. Don't, I think. Don't, don't talk to me about, well, Obi Toppin and J, J, Jalen John Crutcher Mooney. and John Mooney. They didn't get a chance to play. They played their season. It's right. basically. Sorry, that's just the way it fell was you didn't get a postseason. I agree. Baseball, softball, whatever spring sport there is, that basically that, that didn't even get off the ground. Like yeah. Notre Dame baseball, they got they were ranked that the momentum was just building
2: for hey, Notre Dame baseball might be pretty good. And then nothing. They're ten and two. They had just finished up a nine eight win over Radford on Wednesday. They get on the plane, they're gonna start a huge three game series with Louisville. Who is ranked number two in the country mm-hmm. in Louisville? By the time they land in Louisville, it's it's over. They basically find out then that um, we're not only are we not playing this series, we're not playing <laughs> not anymore this year. And I haven't had a chance to talk with Link Jarrett. Mm-hmm. I've talked with some of the support personnel around the team, and it was it was devastating. Right. Because for some of those guys, they're thinking, I may have played my last game ever. Now they would have a chance to come back. But again, does everybody come back? Right. If you're a senior and you don't think that you have a, a chance at a pro career, do you come back for one more year or do you go ahead and enter the job world? If Yeah,
3: if you're a senior right now and you're, you were what? two months away from graduation, as far as we know, they, they had jobs lined up. And they're ready to
2: move on and, wor- and enter the business world. Right.
3: What do you do with that?
2: Now, who knows if those jobs are still going to be there. there there's, there's a lot of complexity and nuance to this that goes well beyond <laughs> the sports world. I'm also curious, and, and I'm hoping to line up on the show uh, in future episodes, guys like Nico Cavadas and Riley Tirada... Couple of local players mm-hmm. who are projected to be drafted this year in the Major League Baseball draft. Number one, how do they stay sharp and hone their skills? Yeah, what do they do? Number two, what what does this do to their the possibility of them being drafted? And and how will that go on? Speaking of drafts, the NFL has said that it's going. <laughs> Of full steam ahead. Of course it is. Business it's the as NFL. Usual. Now, they are fortunate that they're in their offseason. Mm-hmm. But with free agency starting on Wednesday, and of course, all of the pandemic talk out there, how do you think that this is going to influence how NFL teams are able to recruit free agents?
3: What's happening with Tom Brady?
2: Oh, that! Well, you're going to hear that Isn't a lot. That,
3: that's going to be story one and one A and two and three. Like it's it's going to be interesting to see what the
2: NFL does. But typically, typically, all these players take their little tour of facilities mm-hmm. and they get wined and dined and the red carpet treatment and things like that. Now, a very few people want to fly. Uh, although I assume you would be getting a private jet yeah. from an NFL team, I don't.
3: I, I don't think Tom Brady's flying coach when he's going yeah. to visit whatever team he's going to visit. But B,
2: you're not going out to eat anywhere. Nope. Uh, Nothing's you're gonna, open. You're getting takeout from someplace. <laughs> I just, I'm really curious to see how this happens. Have you talked to guys like Mike Bray or Muffet about how they're handling recruiting now?
3: Not yet, because I think they're still kind of they're it was still kind of settling in last week. Like mm-hmm. Notre Dame, Notre Dame men's basketball team was on its bus going to shoot around on Thursday morning when that when they got word that everything's everything's off, and they couldn't get it. They couldn't get their charter back from Greensboro until I think late Friday afternoon, and then then you're kind of working with John Mooney, T.J. Gibbs, Rex Fluger. With hey, it's over, like. You kind of you have to let that settle for a little bit before sure. before you call and say, "Hey, I want to talk to John Mooney. I want to talk to Rex Fluger." Let them come to the come come to grips with the fact that their college careers are done. Like they and I didn't I don't think I don't think any of those three guys would want to come back. Like Fluger's been through so much already. There comes a time where it's it's all fine and dandy to say let's bring let's bring. The college basketball players back for another year because they never got to experience March Madness. But there's no guarant- there was no guarantee that Dayton goes 29 and two this year. That if everybody came back, they were going to go 29 and two next year.
2: Now Obi Toppen is still eligible to come back. He is. How much do you think this is influences his decision as to whether to turn pro or not?
3: I think it it like even more so to say you got to go. Like you've you've got to go and get the money that you can while you have a chance to sure. get it like it, it's not some it, it's not something where and i I think he's he's going to be a top ten pick. What happens if he go, he comes goes back to school and, and has, has, has a situation a like Kenny Martin or something yeah, breaks his leg, has a knee injury. Dayton's not as good. like like this college basketball season is it's just it, it, it was a moment in time and I don't think you can just recreate that by saying bring everybody
2: back and we'll play we'll play right. the season over again it doesn't happen it's like when you try to regather everybody in the band <laughs> and you know you hope to hit that note again and it just you're not making the same music yeah it it's, just doesn't work it doesn't it's just it, it
3: was this moment and that and they're not going to be able to enjoy it or experience how it ends but it's all—it is over. Like college basketball is over, I, and I'm tired. I'm tired of looking on social media and seeing brackets, and, yeah. and that and does nobody. It any does good. nobody, and it just continues to open that wound of, like, like you said at the beginning of the show. You said, "Well, we're coming to grips." Fortunately. I've been so busy all weekend. Mm-hmm. My oldest son has moved out of the house and moved into his first apartment. Oh, good for him! So we've been <laughs> we've been moving stuff and cleaning stuff and carrying stuff. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't think I turned on the television until nine, nine 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So it's still I'm still kind of like in this bubble of the real world is it, it, will it, it the real world will hit me hit me after the show where I go home and it's like all right now what. But it's it's just something where stop it with the brackets and uh, CBS Sports or SI whatever Ooh, I forget what outlet declares Dayton as the national champion right
2: stop or the Jerry Palm you Right. Play it out. which in a certain extent I think does more harm than good it does my my daughter as you know my twins go to Dayton right and she sees this tweet that says okay uh, they've played out the tournament and. <laughs> Dayton wins on the last second shot. She goes, I don't want to see that. No. That just makes me miss it all the more.
3: It does, and it does nobody any good. Like, oh, well, uh, the, the the bracket on whatever.com says we would have won a national championship. Well, that's all fine and natty, but but they didn't win a national championship.
2: And honestly, I think the only people that really, really wanted the brackets to come out were those coaches who get bonuses if they make that? the NCAA tournament? Bobby Hurley, come on! You are so you are so transparent. It's not even funny. <laughs> you can't and you can't. Why would why would
3: the NCAA even think about saying? Well, we were going to do a bracket. Let's just do a bracket just to see just to have the kids. See, have the kids see their names pop up.
2: Or Why? not see your name pop oh, yeah, up. Yeah, or not see your name pop up.
3: Like Archie Miller will, will go through the rest of the offseason believing they were going to the NCAA tournament. And he's the Big Ten Coach of the Year. Right. And nobody, nobody's going to tell him any different. Nobody's going to tell Archie Miller and say, Hey, I think you were the last team out.
2: Well, it's like Notre Dame women's basketball. When you go to those games on the, uh, on the ribbon marquee, they had this season... They'd been to 24 or 25 straight NCAA (laughs) tournaments. Well, you can still (laughs) run that. Streak's still alive. Streak's still alive despite the losing record this (laughs) year because, well, it's not that you didn't make the tournament.
3: There was no tournament.
2: There was no postseason. So all of those –
3: and and Mike Bray will spin it a different way too. Well, we've only missed the tournament two years in a row because who knows what would have happened
2: in the ACC. And that's a question I wanted to ask you. Does this – influence Mike Bray one way or the other as to whether he comes back or not? I don't think so. Okay.
3: I think I think his—
2: If you were going to quit, you're still going to quit. Yeah. And if you were going to come back, you're still coming back. If he decides that
3: after 20 years this is it, the coronavirus outbreak will have had nothing to do with it. The postseason will have had nothing to do with it. The late run that they made during the regular season— will have had nothing to do with it. He, he if, if this is it, I think he's long decided either A, it's time, or B, you know what, I do
2: have the juice to take another run at this. Given that, let's give you another local situation with a coach that came up. Adam Yoder at Northwood decided, and they announced it on Friday, we won the state title, I'm riding off into the sunset on the white horse. And I know you don't know Adam all that well uh or at all. Were you surprised by that? No, because l-
3: that's usually the case where when you win a state championship at the high school level, I don't know what the roster situation make right. r- roster makeup is. I don't know what's coming in the lower grades. But usually when a coach wins a state championship in sport A, B or C and they decide to get out, they're either they either know that it's time to leave or B they know we're not going to be as good as what we right. were, but but don't give me don't give me and it's not just it's not just girls basketball. I, I'm not just going to pick on Adam Yoder. No, but but don't give me the explanation if I want to spend more time with my family.
2: Well, that's that's every coach. That's a
3: blanket high school statement. Yeah. of I want to I, I need to spend more time with my family. And a year or two later, guess what? The They're back coaching. The
2: family's tired of you. yeah. The yeah. family's
3: like, go
2: back and do what you do because. Right. We don't want you around. I think in the case of Adam, I think he kind of explained in his letter, he's just got some he also coaches girls golf, he's the social studies chair. I mean, it's not like he's going to be spending a ton of time with his family. <laughs> he's still got plenty to do. But it does raise a question with with everything that's going on, how does a high school conduct a coaching search right now? Because obviously you can have small meetings. You mm-hmm. can have three or four people in a room, but I have to think it makes all of this makes it more difficult.
3: Just hire the JV coach.
2: Well, sometimes they do that, but mm-hmm. like in the case of New Prairie right now, which is looking for a football coach. Football coach, yeah, that's that's a little bit different thing. Um, my understanding is they've got it down to two or three finalists. Mm-hmm. So they've probably already conducted their interviews and, and they can make a decision. But when you've got a new opening like this, it it probably, uh, your ADs are going to have to learn video conferencing <laughs> in a hurry here. FaceTime. As How do the rest of us are. Can
3: I FaceTime on my phone? So, yeah, it's just, the, it's, it has so many different layers. This, this whole thing has so many layers to it. Like, you don't, the coaching thing, you don't even think about that, like, well, what about this? And what about that? And what, how do you do this? And hey, we're just, we're just, we really are all living day to day. Like does right. w- the rest of today bring? Okay. We made it through Monday. Now what does Tuesday entail? You know, I have to, I have to run to the store when we're done here. I have to run to the store because our kitchen light is down to one light bulb. I need to go get some light bulbs. That can, they have. Can I go get light bulbs? Am I able to go get light bulbs at one of the one of the stores that sells light bulbs around town without having to wait in a line that's 37 people
2: deep? Well, I can't tell you that part, but you're got they do have light bulbs. Now, toilet paper, Perel, I don't think so. But light bulbs you can get. And can we stop please
3: with the toilet paper jokes on Facebook <laughs> I, I mean we get it yes we get it everybody's yeah. hoarding toilet paper we get it all and nobody all
2: understands why and nobody we, uh, understands
3: yep. why my wife has done the same thing she she was out in front of the curve like maybe 10 days ago <laughs> we're not running to the store to get toilet paper last week this past weekend or this week we're, we're good with that but just stop with all the toilet paper photo oh and this uh, jokes yeah. it's enough already
2: That's, yeah it 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 has, it has a sharper bell curve than what we're trying to avoid with uh, COVID-19. So as your industry, as the newspaper, your newspaper, the South Bend Tribune, tries to go forward here, Eric Hansen wrote a column yesterday mm-hmm. talking about, you know, we're, we're still working. We're still going to be doing stories. And one of the things he pointed out is maybe we have the chance to do the stories that we've wanted to do, and either don't have the time or the accessibility to do. Who's that? What's that story for you? Anything. Number one, to go
3: from the top of the list down, given what I do mainly for a living, I need to get with Mike Bray and figure out what his future is going to be. And I I texted with him and joked with him last week and said, you know, and I've been texting with him every once in a while because I hear this or I hear that and i texted him i think on friday i said hey i've got all day monday if you want to get together and i said and i know you do too because <laughs> he can't recruit right he can't coach he wh- wh- what are they going to do how it's there's only so much film you can watch all of his players are gone there's really nothing for that for the for anybody and it's not like you can go somewhere
2: on vacation, right. and get away,
3: right? Like, is he going to hop on a plane and go to Florida, which is what he does after every Final Four, after he's done with his with his duties as the, the president at NABC, goes and sits on a beach for a week? Can he do that? Like, the, and everybody has said last week is, weekend it really started with what sports going to do, and my response is what aren't we going to do? Like, if we want to if we want to circle back and, and touch base with Muffin McGraw. There's no reason she can't talk on the phone. You mentioned Nico Cavadas. I got Nico on my list for this week. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Link Jarrett. Link Jarrett. I got Link Jarrett on my list for this, uh, this right. week. It's like all the, all the, uh, the the constraints that we usually work under. Well, coach is taking some time off. Coach is recruiting. Coach has got this. Coach has got that. Players have games. Players have class. Players their schedule doesn't match up. Players. Ha- everybody in the sports world has no reason not to talk to you.
2: None. I do think of those people that we encounter in our work. Uh, we've heard all about these players who are donating uh, money to help support stadium workers and arena workers mm-hmm. and the other people that work with the ball clubs. I have a lot of people in my profession who are freelancers, either as broadcasters. We've got a mutual friend, Mike Monaco. yeah, who, my, And Mike's on my list for this week, too. Yeah, who works for the ACC yeah. Network. And had been doing some Red Sox games and working in minor league baseball with, well, now what? What do you do? And how does a poor kid, mean, and, and I say poor kid, I mean, he's, what, 24, 25 years old. How does he make money? How, how do a lot of the people that would be working in those production trucks for Mark Mad- mm-hmm. March Madness, the cameramen, the audio people, what do they do to hang in there? While this is all getting sorted out,
3: and I don't want to say it's easy. It's easy for our end because I can go write a story. I right. can go write a column. You can't say, "All right, I'm going to go broadcast again." I'm going to do some
2: broadcasting today. Other than this, like you, you can't go do a baseball game. Right now, I'm fortunate that I'm I'm a morning show co-host mm-hmm. here, so I I have things to do. But that's not the case everywhere, no. and and I know a number of people who are in very difficult circumstances right now and and you just you hope that they can make it through and and it's not just i don't want to make it where it's just our industry but this is a sports show clearly that's going to be the case for tons of businesses we already know that restaurants restaurants are only going to be carry out yeah well you don't need a wait staff if it's only carry out so uh grocery stores cutting their hours
3: right uh the people that that Uh, The ushers at Notre Dame working –
2: there's no blue-gold game. There's no blue-gold game. There's no baseball, softball games. And this is –
3: like, we've mentioned all these areas. We're we're really in just basically day one of this, and this is going to be a long game. Like, we're playing the long game with coronavirus. Who knows what it's going to be like in May? Does it extend into June, July? What happens with the Billy Joel concert at Notre Dame Stadium? They haven't made a, announced any announcement on that. I'm sure people have talked to, over at Notre Dame have talked about what's going to happen with that. As I was driving in today, the, the 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 president, if there is a if that's how it is, the president of Japan says, Prime Minister, the, the Prime yep. Minister
2: says, the Olympics are still on for right. now. Right. You know, it's it's tough to project. It is all the way to July. It's we're starting to hear projections of, okay, eight weeks. Well, eight weeks takes us into the middle of May. It does. And then, okay, let's say things are all better in eight weeks. It still takes time to rev up the engines. Mm-hmm. You can't You can't expect teams that have not practiced or played to all of a sudden hit the field. You know, you get the okay May 15th from the CDC, and they say this is passed. It's not like on May 16th the cubs are going to suddenly yeah. be on marquee network all right there's a cub game at Wrigley Field
3: tomorrow no like and if we if we can get to may 15th then ju- like june 1st is is i'm looking at it as as the likely start up date for everything to, to 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 reboot and say all right life as we knew it is somewhat back to normal but again we have we have no i we have no idea what the next 3 days let alone the next 3 hours are going to bring
2: so this may not have been comforting for you, I, and I realize uh, that's part of what we're trying to do is, is give you an escape from all the coronavirus talk, but we can't ignore no. what's going on. And hopefully what we've done over the last few minutes is, is give you an idea of at least what the picture of the sports world looks like Uh, One last thing I want to tackle from the sports world. That NFL collective bargaining agreement came out yesterday. Mm -hmm. Players are getting a 1.5% increase in their revenue sharing. In exchange for that, they're going to have an extra playoff team and play an extra regular season game. The part of the whole agreement that bothers me is the cuts to the pension for the NFL Players Association and basically the trickle down effect on some of these old timers that are sitting out there with the ravaged knees and in the wheelchairs that can't are, walk, can't stand up straight that are really seeing their benefits cut.
3: It's I mean that's that's what the NFL is. It's a bottom line business. We're going to squeeze as much out of you as possible. And then, you know what? See ya. Because we've got another group of people coming yeah. in. Yeah, like hopefully, it, you bottom line. Hopefully you've made business. enough money, but
2: right. for most of those guys no. there was no way they could have made enough
3: money. None. And it's it's again, it's it's a situation of the, the veterans of the NFL and I, I'll I'll point to guys from our era, era like Earl Campbell, mm-hmm. who is in a wheelchair. Veterans like that, it's almost out of sight, out of mind for the NFL when right. it comes to players like that and when it comes to concussions. We don't want we don't want to hear about Earl Campbell not being able to walk, and we don't want to hear about CTE. Let's just get an extra regular season game in and make even more money. That's that's all they really care about.
2: Exactly, and and they succeeded in getting mm-hmm. that through the players' union by a very narrow margin, sixty vote margin yesterday. So that's going to do it for this edition of Sports Check. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming in. I hope I've sat far enough away from you to you to be comfortable. We're all good. Now all right. I got to go buy some light bulbs get those light bulbs and and please make sure that you We'll try to keep this show going. We're going to have to do it a different way than we've done. We're mm-hmm. not going to have. I'm not going to talk about the Randy Peterson victory in the Pro Bowlers tour yesterday. <laughs> All that you on might there. have to. Well, forty thousand for Randy yesterday with the first prize at the Pepsi Open in Pennsylvania. Our TV sports has gone non-existent in the <laughs> yeah. paper. Yeah, well, the, there's more room to fill, and unfortunately, less things going on to fill it. But you know what? We'll fill it. You we You will. guys will soldier on. We'll I'm be sure. Good. So, thanks for listening to the podcast, Episode 203. Don't know when Corey's coming back. Hopefully he'll be back on Wednesday. We'll try again. For Tom Noy, Chuck Freeby. thanks for listening to Sports Yak.
0: We've had some fun, yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sports Jack. Sports Yak. Sports Yak is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freeby and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. The Sportsiac theme song by Rhett Walker. Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Souza. Executive producer is Danae Hughes, in partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at Danae at StudioDNA.media. Sportsiac archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com.